Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Interested in starting your own podcast? Then Anchor is the right platform for you. When it comes to creating a podcast and editing and producing, Anchor has all the necessary tools for you to have a top-notch product. Anchor also distributes to your favorite podcast platforms such as Apple Podcasts and Spotify. They even give you the opportunity to make money like we are right now just by having them as a sponsor. The best part? It's completely free to download and use. Download Anchor in the App Store or on Google Play and get your podcast started today. Welcome to the Say Hey Podcast, a San Francisco Giants podcast for the casual fan. Give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram at Say Hey Podcast. Follow me on Twitter at Say Hey Doug and Robbie on Twitter at Say Hey Rob. Just a heads up, we are still waiting uh, for approval from Apple Podcasts and Spotify to get our podcast out there. So make sure you're subscribed on YouTube. Um, I think we decided we're going to be doing YouTube uh, pretty much for every episode. So you'll be able to, you won't miss an episode even until we get approved on those platforms. So uh, speaking of Rob, let's bring him on in. How are you doing today? Doing pretty good. You know, just recovering from a pretty long weekend. Um, got to catch up with a couple of friends I hadn't seen in a while this past weekend. So put back a few beers and I will be honest, I didn't catch most of Saturday's game and none of yesterday's game, but <laughs> caught the reruns and but yeah, it was a pretty good weekend overall. You know, the Giants are, uh, you know, keeping us interested to say the least. They're 500 man through the first Ooh. 10 games. It's unreal. Unreal. So, uh, exciting stuff. Catch yeah. the fever. Well, let's, um, I wanted to start off with, um, the trade before we get into the Rangers recap, I wanted to start off with the trade the Giants made, you know, a couple hours before the, uh, game three of that series yesterday uh basically they traded um where are my notes at here i mean i know who it is i just want to make sure uh the giants sent um the outfielder billy hamilton to the mets for right-handed pitcher jordan humphreys um just a little background on jordan humphreys he's the mets number 14 prospect uh or he was the mets number 14 prospect he's now ranked number 23 in the giant system according to mlb.com um which really shows, actually, I thought uh, how much Farhan's done in the last couple of years improving that minor system. Um, it's gotten so much deeper, which, you know, we'll, we'll get into eventually in an episode. Um, he just turned 24 years old, Humphreys did. Uh, he's been as high as high A ball, so kind of like equivalent to San Jose here. Uh, he had Tommy John, uh, missed all of 2018 and most of 2019, uh, 35 appearances in the minors, 28 starts, a 2.6 ERA in 169.2 innings. He's got 177 strikeouts and 30 walks. Uh, 
those are pretty good ratios. Not bad. Um, yeah, and 9.4 Ks per nine innings. So he's got strikeout stuff. Uh, he did appear in 11 and two-thirds innings in the Arizona Fall League, uh, picking up right where he left off with a .77 ERA in four appearances. Uh, according, I know I'm getting long here, but I just really want to put it out there, like what we're getting in return here. According to Brooks Baseball, in 2019, post-Tommy John, he relied primarily on his four-seam, uh, which averages about 93 miles an hour, topping off at about 95, so, you know, mid-90s consistently. His slider is around 86 miles an hour, and he has a change-up that he throws in the mid to high 80s as well. Um, from the research I did, it's looking like his slider – is his best pitch, and he just kind of learned how to throw it. It's uh, from what I from what I gathered, uh, gets a lot of ground outs with it. So, um, you know, I I really looking at this, I really thought this was kind of a one sided trade because the Giants aren't using Billy Hamilton anyways. Um, was he just sitting there in Sacramento or <laughs> part of that taxi squad that we'll get to eventually? But I don't pretty know. Pretty much, pretty much. But you know, the Billy Hamilton era is over. And, (laughs) you know, much, you know, a lot like Connor Joe, Michael Reed and Dan Ugla, you know, you know, those were, those were sad endings as well, but poor Billy Hamilton, man, he didn't even step on the field, No, you know, and I think a lot of us were, uh, you know, I think a a little excited to get a little speed on, on, onto the roster, but then when it became a clear once again, that he was not going to be playing baseball or at least effective baseball for anybody in the near future. I mean, for the Mets at, at best, he could be one of them pinch runners and with the new uh, guy at second base next year and role. I mean, other than that, I mean, what, you know, what can he do? He's a guy with speed who can't get on base and for the giants to get literally anybody with any kind of, kind of upside. I mean, that that's a win for a team and a serious rebuild. Like we're looking at right now. Let alone a, an any time I believe anytime you can get an arm in return because I feel like they're not really wild cards per se, but they're um, high risk, high reward, especially oh, when you're giving up just giving up Hamilton's kids. But I also looked up too, according to uh, Kevin Cunningham, he kind of runs the Giants Futures Twitter, and actually I I would like to have him on probably in like the off season. I think he'd be a great guy to to bring on top prospects and stuff stuff like that. Um, this is quote from his article. He says, the Mets had a need for a center fielder when their backup center fielder, Jake Marisnik, was put on the IL with a hamstring injury. The starting center fielder is Brandon Nimmo, but he is not an elite center fielder defensively and like to replace him late in games. Add on yesterday's circus with uh-huh. Cespedes opting out. They needed outfield depth. So we could see Billy Hamilton up with the Mets uh, in the next couple of days possibly. So, Yeah, you know, I wouldn't go as far as to say that Billy Hamilton, I mean, he's an elite fielder. Like, he's got some range out there, but, I mean, he doesn't have much of an arm. He never has. No. You know, his strengths at this point in his career are limited. And Cover, he, he covers ground. He does. It's about but, it. I mean, I believe – is he is he 30 now, 31? Like, he's, he's up there. He feels like he's been around for longer around than you would think. a long time. Right, yeah. Oh, because I remember being younger when he was first coming up. And, and he was highly All that hype, mm-hmm. you know. Like I mentioned last episode, Michael Rick, who's a fat Reds fan, (laughs) uh, he was all about Billy Hamilton, always coming up. And then I saw him play in the minors. I'm like, holy smokes. But, you know, it's kind of like, you know, like in Major League, you know, when William Ace Hayes is hitting the cage for the first time and he 
he keeps popping up and I mean, that was kind of like Billy Hamilton, you know? Yeah. He never really developed an offensive game. And I think that's what, because I remember when he came up, it was more like, Hey, if this dude can ever just find a way to get on base consistently, he's going to be a nightmare. And he never did. Play, um, dis- play discipline is a big factor with him too. Kind of important in major leagues, isn't it? Yeah. Especially if you're hitting lead off. <laughs> so we wanted to start off the show kind of touching base on that. Uh, I think it's unanimous, uh, especially between us two. Um, good trade for the Giants. Yeah. Great trade. Any, any prospect at all at this point is good. Yeah. Can't complain. So uh, let's move on to the Giants and Rangers recap. Um, three game series. Giants went two and one. Uh, Friday, uh, Giants got them nine two. Saturday, they won seven three. And then yesterday, lost nine to five uh entertaining series for sure for sure um i was unable to uh watch game one on friday so um i mean i have the numbers here in front of me but uh kind of want robbie just to take uh this one because he actually watched it and give his perspective so game one nine two giants go yeah sure uh logan webb looked good once again you know he looked, he looked good down there in los angeles as well um i believe he only threw four and a third or four and two thirds and strikeout stuff was good. You know, the swing and miss stuff was good. The only concerning part was that he walked four guys. And on most days when the Rangers are right, that's not a good recipe because they have some sluggers in that lineup. But they pretty much stayed cold for the most part this past weekend. So, But the bullpen, that was a big one for me. Five and a third shutout innings. You know, Menez, Sean Anderson, Wani Peralta, who's been incredible, Tony Watson, Sam Selman who they just called up from the, the aforementioned taxi squad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they five and a third shutout against a lineup like that. That's nothing to sneeze at. And on the offensive side, we were talking about this. I believe we were, we were texting about it. We, we didn't really talk about it on here last week. But the Giants seem to be hitting lefties very well. And they were going up against Mike Miner that night, and who had a great year last year, looked good in his first start against Colorado. And the Giants, Giants smacked him around a bit. Now, not not early, but Wilmer Flores with that three-run bomb bomb in the fifth, you know, that that kind of opened the floodgates right there. Darren Ruff had two more hits, threw three more RBIs, a guy who's playing strictly against lefties. So that's good to see. And then, you know, our new guy, Chadwick Trump, who they just called up, and Maurice Dubon both had two hits in that game for – for the young guys to get going like that, that's huge. Especially Dubon in particular, because I felt like Dubon that first uh, week was pressing a little bit. He was swinging at balls over his head like we used to do in wiffle ball and stuff. And, I mean, he looked pretty antsy out there. And a couple bad throws playing shortstop that, that night because Crawford sat. But he finally got a couple hits. So I'm really hoping that settles him down a little bit moving forward. Yeah, obviously uh, Flores had the big fly. Um, that was big. But – you brought up Ruff, Trump, and Dubon, and the crazy thing, too, is if you're not looking at the box score or you did not watch the game like I did on, on this particular night, they were the seven, eight, and nine hitters that night. And, mm-hmm. um, yeah, like you said, Ruff, two for three, Trump, two for four, Dubon, two for three, and you singled out Dubon. Um, I, I've been a Dubon fan ever since we traded uh, Pomeranz for him last season. And, um, like you mentioned, slow start. Um but it looks like maybe he's starting to settle in a little bit, which is good because I really do think he can be uh, an everyday middle infielder. 
you know, he doesn't need to hit freaking 325. Go hit 270, pop out a couple here and there, um, you know, good situational hitter, and um, just improve mentally on defense. I feel like he still needs more experience um, in the in the infield. So yeah, definitely. But yeah, it, it looks like it looks like Friday night was a good night overall. Yeah, and again, you know, Ruff's been around a long time, so he's not really part of the future plans. And but guys like Trump and and, and Dubon, I mean, the, the, those are the guys that that we're looking at right now. And Trump doesn't doesn't have the the hype that Dubon has, obviously. And Dubon said it himself, you know, when he's coming in there and playing for a guy who's been around so long, like Brandon Crawford, you know, he's you know he gives them butterflies a little bit. He he talked about it in, in spring training, you know, that, that, those are some big shoes to fill when he's not in there, especially on defense. So yeah, he's the fact that he's been a little antsy that doesn't surprise me. But guy's young; he'll come around. I think he has a good mind out there. I think. Yeah, and it's a great point with Crawford because um, you and I are if you if you're new to following us on Twitter, um, Rob and I are very critical uh, of guys that have been around for a long time, and one of those is Brandon Crawford. You know, overall, what he's done in the last what, I think this is his tenth season. He came up in eleven, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, grateful for what he's done, um, but again. A guy that's, you know, a few years over his prime, tired of seeing him at the plate. Um, his glove's still good. It's not as great as it was. No. Um, so so that's why I think it's like I, I want to see Dubon in there getting time at shortstop. Like, he's 26, I believe. So, you know, he's still fairly on the young side. And I think in a year or two, if you give him, you know, consistent playing time, uh, Mauricio Dubon could be a, a really good Giants baseball player. So, absolutely signed off on that. Yeah. So, game two, seven three Giants. This one was interesting. Um, I think the main thing that stuck out to me was uh, Drew Smiley looked really good. Um, All that box score and the uh, the two runs he gave up. I it sucks. They, I mean, in my mind, they were unearned. But obviously, you know, in baseball terms, they were earned. Um, you know, the, the Giants really botched a rundown started by Crawford, like thrown home too early on it. And then, wow, and then perfect. Heineman took out the, uh, the umpire down at third. It was a, it was a horrible, like, you know, high school ran rundown. And I'm like yelling at my TV, like, why, why are we doing this like this? It was just bad. Um, oh. so coaching needs to be worked on. They need to work on their rundowns on their days off. Um, but yeah, the, uh, the regarding Smiley, it sucks because he was um, he was looking really good. Uh, he only went four innings, actually four plus, obviously um, seven Ks. Those two two runs, um, three hits. He only he had about he had seventy one pitches, fifty one of them strikes. So he was he was really hitting the corners that night too. I remember. Um, but then he got pulled, and I initially thought it was a blister, um, but. You know, later on in the game or after the game, they said that he was going to need an MRI. And I'm like, well, I know blisters don't require MRIs. So this is something wrong with his finger. Uh, long before he knew it, um, after that, they said they put him on the 10-day IL with a finger strain. So really Yikes. sucks because uh, Smiley was throwing well that night. Um, you know, looking over the box score again, too, and we're going to single out Donovan Solano in a little bit and talk about him. But um, a guy that uh, 
has been really surprising uh, since he came back from from the IL is uh, Evan Longoria, dude. He's looked really good. He really has. Um, He's squaring everything up. And he said he feels great. Like he, I, I think I heard it on the broadcast that he he told you know the media that he hasn't felt this good since he was in Tampa Bay. So oh, oh great, he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna get hurt tonight. <laughs> so, but he played well again yesterday too. But Saturday, three for four, uh, two RBIs, um, and you know he's he's hitting the ball well right now. So he's he's hitting over four hundred. I know he's been back for like five or six games now. Right, right. Uh, but yeah, Evan Longoria looking really good. So yeah. um, that was that was Saturday's game. Yeah, looking over Saturday's game real quick too. One thing I noticed again, and this is really important to me because every guy down there is a kid. The bullpen, one hundred run in five innings. Uh, once again, that that's coming to the park every day. Nobody down there has a role, as far as we know, and they're answering the bell. I will give give them credit for that, especially again a struggling lineup, but typically a very good Ranger lineup. And that's that's impressive to me. Yeah, and I uh, I saw something during the during the game yesterday. Game three was yesterday. The Giants relievers have already logged like forty seven innings, and it's higher than that because that game wasn't even over, which is the highest in baseball. Forty seven innings. It's all um, relief all the time now. But you know, and Kapler's uh, done some questionable things, but I think you and I have majority have backed him on on his decisions regarding the bullpen. Sure. Um, Not much to go off. They right? have. They have like eleven relievers. I mean, you got sixteen pitchers on the roster right now. Mm-hmm. Use them. Yeah, of course. Especially, especially when you have a starting rotation, and we're we're gonna get the shark in a minute. That you don't know what you're gonna get. Um, so the bullpen has definitely answered the call, and um, yeah. So I'm excited to see to keep seeing these young guys get thrown out there and and pitch well. So right. good good kudos for the bullpen. Yeah, speaking of eleven though, too, they had eleven walks as a team on Saturday. That's yes, incredible. That's, that's incredible. Right. That's right. Yaz had four of them, but I mean, so play discipline. I mean, I'm sure a lot of that had to do with with the Rangers, you know, pitching as well. But still, eleven walks as a team—that don't happen very often. So, good to see. I'm glad you brought up the eleven walks. I forgot about that because I do want to mention that um, when we talk about tonight's game because I, I had a thought on that. Um, so if you're good with game two, we can move on to game three. Game three. Um, game three. Uh, Jeff Samarge is the first Giants pitcher to get into the sixth inning this good year. Good for him. Is, Woo! Yeah, that's about it. Uh, because, again, he struggled. Um, you know, I, I, I'm guessing, I'm assuming he was left in longer um, to give the pen as much rest as possible because, obviously, they're being used a lot right now. Right inside, um, five bangs both. But I notice, uh, and this is a guy that's usually – even he's been around 11 years now, I think. Or uh, he's been around a long time. Long um, time. Yeah. Uh, Samarja is usually still able to throw, at least last year, you know, 92, 95 consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, dude, he was topping off at like 89, 90 yesterday. And he oh. just had no velo <laughs> whatsoever. And then I guess after the game he said – um, he has a blister on one of his throwing feeders that's been, I'm guessing, his index that's been preventing him from throwing his splitter. So he's had to, you know, tone that back and throw a regular changeup, which, I mean, physically, I get that. Um, sure. But, you know, I don't know. I'm just, I'm kind of over Samarja, have been for a little bit. He threw okay last year. He had a decent year last year, but I do know this is his contract year. Um, 
So I'm excited for him to be gone. <laughs> yeah, 9.31 ERA and two outings. So, and that's from one of the staples in the rotation. So, staples. Yeah, it's not good. And I also saw that uh, Andrew Triggs got in there finally and uh, didn't go so well, huh? It, it was weird because um, he he got put in in a really tough situation, um, which was unfortunate for him. Because uh, let me let me get over here. I was trying to remember who pitched right in front of him. Well, obviously it was, it was Samarja. It was Samarja but, I think he came in for Samarja. But yeah, so Trix came in and he walked like three dudes in a row or something like that, and uh-huh. loaded the bases. And then Tyler Anderson came in and gave up those runs, which you know belonged to Triggs. So um, not a great debut for uh, Andrew Triggs. Um, right triggs so and actually i did see earlier he's all he already got sent down to sacramento so he'll be at the uh you know the satellite training facility or whatever they're calling it so great yeah i, I just looking at it yeah three earned runs three walks but hey he gave up no hits silver lighting <laughs> <laughs> i mean and his family might be listening so we won't mention his current era and you know Gotta, gotta have his back on that especially since he's already been sent down nothing more needs to be said at least he got an out so zra it looks like it's 81 that's better than what otani's was after his start oh, come on man we're not supposed to talk about that his family <laughs> might be listening sorry um <laughs> but yeah you know um and hitting hitting yesterday uh solano two for two again dude i mean he's incredible right now and i'll kind of transition to him in a minute um longoria had another hit yesterday and it was it was a a bomb to left yeah Yeah. um but yeah uh solano you know so real real quick ranger series two out of three i think especially in a 60 game sprint it's cliche but just win series and um they're finding ways and right now they're riding the bullpen and and the offense, though, because the offense has been – I think I, I tweeted it out the other day, including yesterday, they got five runs again. That's like six games in a row where they've scored at least five runs. Yeah, and, so, and really, the, you know, the, the power right now that's coming out of the lineup is yeah. surprising. I mean, in a loss, but, you know, Chadwick Trump goes yard. You know, that's some unexpected source of power right there. Hey, and I want to ask you something real quick, uh, totally okay. off the schedule. Great. Is Oracle Park becoming a hitter-friendly yard? Not yet. Not yet? Not yet. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not doing it yet. It's only been two series. I'm not doing it yet. I know. That's fair. That's fair. We need some more ABs, but it's pretty live right now. It's pretty live. So you're saying Brandon Belt's going to start hitting homers? Anyways, moving on (laughs) after the Giants went two and three against the Rangers. So good series. Um, Yeah, dude, let's talk about Domus Solano real quick. Um, uh, He's he's been really good. He's, you know, I, I wanted to get your thoughts on like kind of what he's meant to the offense. And we talked, we talked about Yaz coming along in his late twenties in the last episode, Solano's 32. Um, but a lot of players can kind of figure things out once they hit 30, you know, you, you get over a thousand ABs and which sounds like a lot, but it's not, um, you start to figure out pitching and, um, I was looking at his spray chart too. Like he's he's spreading it all over the field, man. It's not like he's yep. pulling everything, so you can't you can't really uh, you know plan for him uh, defensively, uh, which is good. Um, mm-hmm. So also, I noticed too, nobody's nobody's talking about this. I think in the last couple games, like he's made some plays in the field because his glove was a question at first, 
um, while he was hitting. Like, he's coming along defensively right now, too, over at second base. He's looked good. Right. Um, but I still like to see him DH, too, um, on too. days that, you know, just get Hunter Pence away from Oracle Park as far as possible. I was going to say, uh, Hunter Pence ain't doing it for you? What are you talking about? <laughs> but real quick, here's a cool thing. Solano, 15 hits right now, leads the majors. 13 RBIs right now, leads the majors. 484 batting average, leads the majors. And a 500 on-base percentage, which is tied for the major league lead. That's incredible, dude. And I know it's only nine games, but still, who the hell's Donovan Solano? You know, like you were saying, you know, he's at the point in his career where he's, you know, 32 now. I think when you're still in the league at that point, you kind of know who you are. And the fact that you're still there, you know, somebody's going to want your services all the time, you know, as long as you convince them that you're healthy and you can still go. So I think at the, he's at the point now where he's probably taking the pressure off him a little bit. You know, the Giants brought him in last year on that, on that minor, minor league deal, I believe. And they brought him back again under a new regime, you know, under, under Kapler and, and all these other guys. So I'm, I'm willing to bet you, you know, he probably feels comfortable there. And, you know, the, the fact that they're not platooning him, because that's what Kapler and Farhan and Scott Harris want to do, mm-hmm. you know, the fact that they're giving him, you know, all this rope to play every day, he's probably starting to feel himself a little bit. So, and yeah, like you said, in the field, yeah, he's average at, at best. And I think that's part of the reason why he jumped around for a long time, you know, because we've seen him at short, third, second. And yeah, the DH come, coming along now might prolong Benefit his him. career, you know, mm-hmm. a couple couple years. So yeah, I really just think it's just a matter of the pressure being off him, you know. When you're 32 and still in the league, you know, somebody's believing in you. I was, you know, it, it's it's gotten to the point where, um, and also, too, it was funny because I, I posted something on our on our Instagram the other night, and he was the first dude to like it. Uh, when I posted where his that, head's he was, at. He was, well, I know. It's like I, I posted that he was leading the majors in RBIs, and he liked it within like five minutes of me posted it, and I'm like, that's pretty cool, man. Like this guy just jumps on his phone right after the game. It's probably liking and, this and goes tap tap right on this, you know, say hey podcast Instagram post. <laughs> but going Thank back you, Donnie to Barrels, <laughs> Don, Donnie Barrels, I saw that several times this weekend. Um, I saw yes uh, when I saw the lineup yesterday. I saw Hunter Pence hitting cleanup and Solano hitting six. And, and I'm not saying Solano belongs in the four hole, but it's like. Why is Pence hitting anywhere above Donovan Solano right now? You ride the hot hand. This dude should be hitting two, three, or five right now, in my opinion, in this Agreed. lineup. Agreed. So, um, and and that's along with Yastrzemski hitting one, two, or three, mm-hmm. and Dickerson up there too. Because I, I Dickerson's bat's looking decent right now. It's coming around. Right. Um, so I I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand if it's Kapler. Or anybody else saying, hey, man, we need to have Hunter Pence hit no later than leading off the second inning. So. It's, it's possible that they're trying to maybe showcase him a little bit and get a prospect out of him. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I'm trying to, you know, spitball in here because I really don't get it. Send him and, back to the Rangers. You know, and I don't know. I, I don't want to write him too, too badly here, but I feel like once – baseball decided that there weren't going to be any fans of the stands what the hell's the point of having 100 pence there if there's no fans 
I mean, right when they announced that, it's just like, what hey, are buds, we, doing? we got we to let you know. Thank you for your previous Never service, mind. So. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. Yeah. But anyways, to sum it up, Donovan Solano, stay hot, my friend. Um, especially leading into what we're going to talk about next, going into Coors Field. Um, the Rockies, the Colorado Rockies, number four on Rob's power rankings. So, um, Oh, I thought we, that was mascots. Rockies had the number four best mascot. What's his name again? Dinger. Dinger. Right? Dinger. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. the man. <laughs> yeah. Well, they hit a lot of dingers there. <laughs> yes. But, <laughs> but anyways, uh, speaking of the Colorado Rockies, they're playing really good baseball right now. Six and two. Um, like I said, number four in Robbie's power rankings uh, the last few days could be moving up in our next ranking. Um, they've had some hitting, which is what they're known for, obviously, especially there. But, dude, their pitching's been pretty good thus far. Um, right. and, and, you know, outside of Trevor Story, who's been really good so far, like Arenado hasn't done much yet. He hasn't hit a home run. Um, David Dahl had their numbers up I'll, I'll bring them up in a second but um back to I, I know you little, know a little bit of more about their pitching than I do so I'll let you talk about that they're starting rotation ERA right now two two well two. last Friday night when I was around the tv around my computer doing all things baseball I was watching their game a little bit against the uh, Padres and tonight's or I'm sorry tomorrow's starter John Gray who's been there a long time now you know, I think he, he's gotten used to pitching at Coors Field quite a bit. And he's, got, he's always had a ton of talent, always had good stuff. But he pitched very well the other night against the Padres. And I believe it was 6-5 to five in the top of the ninth, two outs, nobody on. Our boy Wade Davis out there and threw a grapefruit to a Fernando Tatis Jr. <laughs> and tied the game. And the Padres went on to win that. The Padres went on to win that game. And – I knew right there it was because I put them at number four in my power rankings. <laughs> and Wade Davis heard me, got a little full of himself. and Now he's on the IL. And now he's on the IL. So, yeah, shit's going the other way now. But, well, that was Friday, though. And then they ended up winning Saturday and Sunday. So, I mean, they're 6-2 and two right oh, now. Oh, did it's, they win Saturday? They, they won. Win I'm, okay, okay. I'm 99% sure they won Saturday. I, I, I know, know they won yesterday. They are, yeah, Saturday, they won 5-2, to two, and okay. then, yeah, yesterday, 6-2. So, that very well could have been a sweep. Yeah. I mean, the Rockies are good. They are good. The National League West right, right now is a pretty good division because the Padres are playing well, too, overall. So Yes, they are. Um, but, yeah, you look at this lineup. Trevor Story right now hitting 345. He's got four bombs already, five ribbies. Um, you know, I, again, you brought up David Dahl the other day. I like him too. Um, Charlie Blackman, Mister Consistent, dude hits over three hundred every year. I think event. I think eventually, Blackman's going to end up hitting leadoff again. I think they're they're going with David Dahl right now, but I think, I mean, Blackman has been a career what three three ten hitter hitting in the yeah, leadoff spot. Just like three hundred. I don't always. think you need to mess with that, but. You know they're they're gonna do what they're gonna do right now, but that lineup's gonna get going. We know, mm-hmm. it, especially especially in that ballpark. But yeah, breaking yeah breaking down the uh, the uh, series pitching matchups, uh, that, which I was doing a couple hours ago. You know, it's 
thus been confirmed that Johnny Cueto is starting tonight. But I thought I thought he was going to. I hadn't heard it. Thank you for confirming it. You heard it here first on the Say Hey podcast, <laughs> right? And every game was TBD for the Giants. Mm-hmm. I assume it's going to be Goss, Gossman on uh, tomorrow, and then Webb on Wednesday. Probably Wednesday. Yeah, right. It is a four game series though. So, oh, you're, oh, you're right. I, it is. I wonder who they'll throw Thursday. That probably would have been Smiley. Uh, yeah, that's the big question. Now. I'm a guess. I'm gonna throw out Tyler Anderson. I'm just gonna he, guess. I'm gonna up you and throw out Sean Anderson. I think Sean Anderson starts Thursday, even though he's. I think they want him in the back end of the bullpen, but he can start. Mm-hmm. Um, I think. I think it's Sean Anderson. So that's they all. They also recalled uh, Andrew Suarez today. So that's true. That is true. I, I God. I I hope not. <laughs> but it could be foreshadowing that maybe he could he could make a spot start in the next couple of days. Yeah, it, so. it could be, but we'll see. It's always fun in Colorado, so you know. And you back know, to back up. to their yeah, back to their lineup real quick too. Holy 2015, uh, Daniel Murphy's hitting really well right now. Daniel Murphy um, always hits. No yeah, matter I what. mean, he's just a hitter, especially in that ballpark. Yeah, no know. matter what, no, he always hits. He plays every position, but and that's why he's played for so many teams. But yeah. the guy, if he's out there. He's going to hit. Yeah, and I say 2015 because remember against the Cubs, didn't he hit a home run in like five straight games in the NLCS mm-hmm. or whatever that year? Mm-hmm. Just incredible. Yeah. He's doing what Judge is doing right now. But um, tonight oh, – fair, fair comparison right there. <laughs> right? But tonight, uh, Chichi Gonzalez making his season debut for the Rockies. Uh, hasn't pitched since last season. Last year, uh, 14 appearances, 12 starts, 2-6. and six. 529 ERA. And this is now I'm tying back into what you were talking about walks earlier. Um, 46 strikeouts last year, but 33 walks. And combine that, I, I mean, obviously it's a different season. You know, maybe he's worked on stuff, he's fixed stuff, but sure. Um, Giants have been patient at the plate. Like you said, Saturday, 11 walks. Yaz has been a walk machine, which, you know, a walk's as good as a single. <laughs> I mean, I'll take walks all walks all day unless dudes are on and they can get an extra ninety feet. But yeah, um, just ask Brandon Bell. It's all about the walk. <laughs> oh, God. oh God. Anyways, <laughs> um, yeah, be fine with being patient. Take your walks. Set it up Absolutely. for the guys that are hot right now. Um, whether that oh. is yeah, Solano, freaking Longoria, uh, stay hot, especially in this ballpark. That'd be nice to see him maybe go yard once or twice in a four game series in course. So, Indeed. who knows? Indeed. So, um, yeah, I feel like especially with Cueto tonight too, I, I guess since it's Cueto's third start, um, I feel like after tonight we can really take a uh, – or have an assessment of him because he was pretty good in his first start. Last start, not so much. So maybe this is like that tie-breaking start where it's like, well, this is the Cueto we're going to see the rest of the year. So – Right. I have a feeling that this could be a very Coors-ish game, and it's like a nine to six. Yeah, so. and I, I've I've also you know I'm I'm weird sometimes because I you know, I bet on games, and the wind's blowing out like ten to fifteen miles per hour tonight in Colorado. So you would look that up. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah the, <laughs> if the wind's blowing out in Colorado, goddamn it. <laughs> what's What's the over under in runs here tonight? Thirteen and a half. Holy cow! Are you serious? That, that's not me. That's that's that's, that's Vegas. That's I mean, Vegas. That, that is about average, though. Um, if the wind's blowing out, man, they can, they can push for twenty. I, I I know. So I just said nine six. So I guess that's fifteen. I'll take the over. Let's go. So. With that. Let's go with that. 
Um, so yeah, excited to get that uh, series going. And that's just the start of that 10-day, no days off, brutal road trip, which obviously we'll, we'll preview the other two series after this one. But um, Dodgers and Astros after this one. So Real doozies. The uh, Giants could be uh, 5-15 and 15 real quick. <laughs> I doubt well they could. will be. I doubt they will be, but 7-13 and is realistic. So <laughs> no, We're working on being positive here. We really are. Hey, through 10 games, 5-5, five and five, very happy right now. I would have said very no happy. chance. I would have said no chance. I know. I know. All right, so we're going to get to our last topic, and I know this one is um, very near and dear to Robbie's heart because he's been tweeting about a lot, of, a lot tweeting about it a lot recently. Um, but it is. It's the talk of the sports world right now. I think it's even right up there with all the live NBA games going on, and that is COVID-19 is taking its toll on some baseball teams. We've had um, – the Orioles miss some games. Obviously, the Marlins are the Marlins are back tonight, right? And they haven't played in about a week. Tomorrow, I believe. Um, is it back to tomorrow? Okay. Tomorrow, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Yankees miss some games against the Phillies. Uh, the Cardinals-Tigers were supposed to play, I think, tomorrow, Wednesday, Thursday, but one of them was a doubleheader, so there's four games. Right. Those right. got postponed. Right. Basically, I just want to get your thoughts. Like, how, first of all, how are they going to make this all work? And secondly, how much longer can this go on where it feels like it's not even a big deal to, to me anymore because I'm getting notifications and seeing this game's postponed, this series is postponed. Like those have to add up, especially in a 60-game series. How much right. longer does this circus go on until Rob Manfred says, we're right. out? Yeah. You know, I, I really don't know. And I think we had our first – doubleheader yesterday and that was the reds and the tigers and seven innings right right and i totally forgot about that when i i saw an f f7 on the mlb i bat and i'm like mm-hmm. hey what, what the hell happened and called like, due to rain no oh yeah oh, okay they're playing two games today like that's mm-hmm. real that's real goofy but but yeah i totally forgot about that and but now like you were just saying i don't know when they're gonna do this and make up all, all these games but when you're only playing a 60-game season, you don't have the luxury of being like, okay, this game doesn't matter. Okay, this game doesn't matter. And, yeah, so I don't really know how they're going to do this. I'm sure that they, they seem pretty determined to find a way. But, you know, when they came into the season and they announced all these plans for, you know, COVID-19 protocol and this and that, because, you know, when there's a pandemic going along, you know, people are going to get sick. I mean, that's just, no matter what you do, it could be the bus driver. It could be pilot on the plane. It could be anybody. It doesn't matter. You know, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's no, it's nobody's fault, you know, but it's, it's everywhere around us. But when they came out with the plan about the 30 man taxi squad and like Doug said, I've been hitting everybody on this and nobody seems to want to freaking answer me, but that's okay. Like if there's supposed to be a 30 man taxi squad to where if, if your players start getting sick, you know, you can pull from your taxi squad and have your players isolate until, until they're feeling better. And to my, to my knowledge, the only team that's done that so far was the Washington nationals on opening night when Juan Soto on that morning, we're all excited for baseball and Oh crap. Nationals best player got COVID-19 and well, they didn't cancel that game. You know, they just, Okay. Juan, go take care of yourself. You know, we'll keep testing you. They brought up whoever the hell it was. 
and they played. But ever since then, every player or every time there's been a positive test, they started canceling games. And that's really crazy to me because if you're because if that was the plan all along, there's yeah. no reason there's no reason to be playing. Yeah, there's and no you reason know, to be playing. And the thing is too, I tweeted out yesterday too. Um like is it gonna take a big time name like for uh for them to actually do this? It is like is it gonna be hello, I see my uh, nephew in the background. Is it gonna be a uh you know big time name? <laughs> Uh, like a Mike Trout or something that's that's not going to work and that's what's going to cause this all to stop or something like that. Um, it's it's different, you know. And I think especially the main thing for me is that um, you know in a sixty game season with all these postponements, like what are you going to do? You can't make these games up. Um, not really. Because obviously, you they already said they don't want to go past October. No, it's going to snowing. Yeah, well, that too. You got to factor in weather too. <laughs> yeah. But it's like, are, are we just going to reduce the total number of games now down to, you know, say 50? Because some teams are, are, are you know, missing out on almost uh, 10 games now. Right. So I don't know what the heck they're going to do. Um, I, I don't know either. And it's just, it's not what, because you look at, you look at the NBA right now and in their bubble. And you know what, for the most part, it's worked. Um, I, I think the bubble idea was good. Mm -hmm. Um, they, they test every day. Uh, you know, the guys that can't, they end up having to self quarantine, uh, pretty much everybody right now is, is healthy. And they're still in that eight game. They're still early in that eight game regular season window. So it looks like they're going to have everybody healthy for the playoffs actually. Yeah. Um, but when you look at baseball and what they're doing, you know, they did these three division regional divisions and you know they're trying to stay I guess you could say in the same area but Mm -hmm. you're still flying you're still um you know traveling who knows what players are doing after games like uh, like what the Marlins did last week apparently right right. Uh, you know going to the will be PC gentlemen's bar uh so you know shout out you you can't control what dudes are doing or what staff are doing and they're getting on planes and flying and it's frustrating. So it's, it, yeah. I just want to point out too, though, you notice everything's happening on the East Coast. Maybe us West Coast teams are taking a little more serious and they're Maybe. continuing to play. Maybe you know that's that's one hundred percent true. And I, I know I know one of the bigger debates, you know, when when they were talking about come back and playing was the players didn't want to do the bubble, and if we're doing the bubble, we're not going to play. So I don't know how all that went down, but. But yeah, if you're if you're not gonna utilize, you know your thirty your thirty man taxi squad, you are not gonna be able to play all your games. That's just the way it's gonna be. So uh, until they they start doing that, then I I really don't know how much longer they can go. And I I wanted to read kind of like the definition of the taxi squad because not everybody knows it. To be, to be honest, because <clears throat> I know it was um, you know revitalized for this season. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't even fully understand it. So, you know, for the 20, this is word for word from a website. I forgot what it was. I think it was MLB. It was an MLB.com website. Uh, It says for the 2020 season, each team will get a three player taxi squad for road trips. This will help give the teams quick options. Should a player get injured or test positive for Mm COVID-19. Those players are from the original 60 player pool implemented by each team. 
The main reason to have this squad is to avoid the situation of putting a player on a commercial flight when needed. The taxi squad must have at least one catcher. The other two players could be a pitcher or a position player or both. Um, these guys will be working out with the team on the road and the catcher will also be able to serve as the bullpen catcher. So uh-huh. for example, the giants are on the road. Um, they have three additional players. One's a catcher with them. Um, so, you know, God forbid they try to get to the ballpark today. Someone test positive. They have a guy ready to go. They would um, just cancel the game. Which is, well, here, now here's my thing. When you have, how many guys tested positive on the Cardinals? Was it like five or six? It was, it was like, I think it was six players and seven coaches or the other way around, something like that. So then your taxi squad becomes almost irrelevant because it's not enough guys. You got to so extend maybe, it. So maybe, exact. so that's my next step here is yeah. do you add more players to your taxi squad? Um, the, the, the con of it is you're adding more guys. You increase chances of guys coming in and bringing in a virus if they have it. Well, but yeah, sure. The, the positive is, is if you have these massive – and six or seven players to me is a massive deal sure. where these guys are positive and can't play, can't leave the hotel on the road. Mm-hmm. Then, you know, you have – so maybe should they double it, make it like six? Yeah, I mean, I think it's an easy solution. But, I've, again, I'm not there. We ain't there. But yeah. it, but it sounds easy. Manfred. <laughs> yeah, it sounds easy to me. You know, like if you have all these guys in your in your camp, you know, because like the Giants minor league camp is in Sacramento. They got a bunch of dudes up there. Like, yeah. I mean, they're practicing. They're they're working. You know, I'm I'm sure if you if you called him, one of those guys, hey, you know, so and so's got got the Rona, got the COVID nineteen. <laughs> okay, we need you. Are you ready to go? Fuck yeah, they're going. They're, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Time to get paid. Let's go. Are yeah. you kidding me? They're going. Yeah, and, absolutely. And, and and the other thing is too, which I I still haven't heard like what what happened in the week the Phillies had off. The Phillies played that opening week against that Marlins team, and they didn't play for a week, and none of their players were sick. Not one guy. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I get it, though, because they based it off the other team, obviously. Right. You came close to contact yeah. with the other team. Right. Um, but, yeah. So, it, so credit, it, credit to the Phillies. Credit to the Phillies. You know, you could sum, <laughs> up, you could sum up this – I don't want to call it a disaster yet because you're still playing, but this mishap, these mishaps with the last five months, it's just it's, you know, nothing's perfect. There's no win-win scenario. We're still all no. learning on the fly here how to do things on a daily basis. So Sure. Um, yeah, our solu- I guess you could say our solution, you know, increase the taxi squad, make it six guys and, and use it and, and utilize it. Yeah. yeah. Now, if there's more than that, okay. I can understand postponing right. the game. I right. get it. If, if you, you, have eight do dudes, do. you have eight dudes test positive, you know, the morning of a game. Um, okay. You got an issue on your hands and maybe, yeah. <laughs> maybe, uh, seven or eight of them were probably out doing something they shouldn't have done the night before. <laughs> right. And, and in MLB's defense, you know, if, if you're, when you're looking at the Phillies Marlins scenario, yeah. When the Marlins had that many guys, you know, with the COVID-19, you're going to assume one, one or a couple guys on the Phillies might have it now, but to their credit, they must've been doing all the right things because they sat around for a week and they were fine. So it'll be interesting to see how they played tonight against the Yankees. You know, welcome back. Yeah. So, Eric Cole. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Hi. Hello. It's the Hello. Best, guy, yeah. best pitcher in baseball. Um, 
so yeah we'll we'll wrap it up with that uh was a good episode um excited to see what the giants and uh, the rockies do these next four days because it's always a fun series man when they go to denver and um watching the ball fly and the games are uh, long, long per us games. per us take the over tonight if you want to gamble a little bit on some major league baseball so it'll be a long game <laughs> hey like i said at the beginning um we're still waiting on approval from apple Podcasts and spotify should be any day now but i've been through this before it does take a little bit to get approved so um i'll put out the links if you just want to listen from our anchor platform you can listen on there um also make sure you're subscribed on our youtube uh account so go to say hey podcast on youtube hit subscribe and then whenever a video gets uploaded it'll notify you and you can either watch our ugly mugs and listen or you can just listen and put your phone down or whatever so follow us on instagram and twitter at say hey podcast follow me at say hey doug follow rob at say hey rob and uh go giants go giants For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.